So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing your profits and breaking through your limiting beliefs Today, we are so excited to talk about how to up-level your reviews. We're taking you from testimonials to case studies. And I have a lot of ideas about this, and I know Ben does too. Um, and the first thing I want to say is you have to ask for them, guys. We can't up-level anything that you don't ask for. <laughs> so if we're going to jump right into advice, that's what I want to start talking about, Ben. Ben, how do you ask for reviews? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got to, uh, just so I can pull my brain back into this for a second, we're talking about how to, how to level up um, a, a testimonial, a client review and move mm -hmm. that into a case study. And in order to do that, yep. we first needed to get the testimonials. Is that where we're getting at right now? Yes. Very good. I love this. Yeah. You know, there was actually just, uh, there was just a question asked similarly to this inside of, um, inside of the mastermind group. Um, someone was curious about getting, getting testimonials, getting reviews. And so I dropped my thoughts in there and, um, and let me see if I can, I can pull this up because I, I actually have a whole, like I, I gave them a script. I, do, do you want yeah. the script? Like, should I give the sure, podcast give listeners the script? So the very first thing that's important to note is when you're looking for um, for reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. P.S. Start with Google. Um, yeah. that pri like prioritize those. When you're looking for that, um, one of the things that you want to do is, uh, in order to increase your success rate, you want to ask for it at the right time. And a lot of photographers are asking for the reviews actually at the wrong time. And this goes kind of counterintuitive to like logic. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people think, okay, once I deliver the photographs, then I will ask for the review. And um, it's actually not the best time to ask for a review. So the, the time that you want to ask for a review is at the peak, the, the pinnacle of excitement, Mm -hmm. excitement. And so I want you to imagine, uh, you know, it could be, well, listen, it could even be a wedding day. Uh, it could be a portrait session, whatever it is. Um, and you photograph it like they're on the wedding high, like that night. And then the next day they're like, Oh my goodness, that was amazing. I can't wait to see a photograph. And, and then imagine if you sent them a sneak peek, you sent them over an image and it was at that time that you also asked for the review. The review, my friends, is a review of their experience. 
It's yes. a review of the experience of working with you. And that experience is most fresh right then. And you're also padding it with an actual image, one of your best images, by the way, that's going to mm -hmm. blow their mind. It's going to be a sneak peek. It could be one to three. So they're going to see this. They're going to be floored. They're going to be so excited to see more. And they're going to have all the experience fresh in their mind. And that's when you ask for the review. And they're, they're like, they're excited to give it. They're willing to give it. And they also want to give it because in, in, there's also this rule of reciprocation that's kicking in where like, they're wanting to encourage you. They're wanting, cause mm -hmm. the job's not done yet. They're also wanting to like, <laughs> you know, like, so, like I'll do all the things for you. So that way you'll edit just a little bit harder, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes. And that's all happening behind the scenes, by the way, they're not even realizing that. But so you want to ask for the review, like, um, the day after the session mm -hmm. in conjunction with a sneak peek image. And this is how I do it. I send over an email and I say, you know, Jack and Jill, I wanted to share a sneak peek from your session. Isn't it freaking incredible? Drop the image in there. And then you want to always uh, connect with the next steps. Every single email of mine always includes these three words. Here are the next steps. That's four words. Here are the next steps. I'm pouring over the full session, obsessing over every image, making them perfect for you. You're going to have them by blank. So we're also managing expectations. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to have them by blank. Mark your calendar. Okay, now, now they have a clear expectation when the images are coming. One last thing before I go back to work on these. It's a hard thing being a small business owner, and it would mean the world to me if you would share the great experience you had. So I'm, I'm, I'm empathizing with them. I'm being vulnerable. I'm letting them know how hard it is being a small business owner, and it would mean the world. And listen, if they would share the great experience, I'm framing it up. Okay. If they would share the great experience that you had, honestly, a single review can affect me tremendously. I'm just letting them know how, like the power that they hold. Okay. The best place is right here over at Google and I drop a link. That's what I send. And that's how I get the best reviews possible. Yep. And it's perfect because the thing is for most of you, the good photos are a given. You don't need to wait. And the reason Ben keeps emphasizing experience is because the experience is what um, will sell you on yep. your website. And so that's what you want to be highlighting in your reviews. Um Okay, so now we know how to ask for them. Number one, numero uno. Number two, where are people using them? I see um, a lot of people using them on their website, which is great. Um, I feel like the reviews pages are kind of redundant, especially if you have a review page on Google, like in your Google My Business listing, you don't need an entire page of testimonial on your website. Um, and I also see in a lot of website templates, any platform, people will have like the slider bar of like that cycles through testimonials. And I have a pet peeve with those just because there are very few people that are just gonna sit there and cycle through them. Um, Call them out one at a time. Don't make them move. They're just static on your site. And you can have two or three um, kind of immersed in your copy as you move down every page. And then you have enough. Like you can have two or three on every page. So people are constantly looking at your reviews. Um, so that's how to use them. Also, you can throw them on Instagram. You can throw them anywhere. Go ahead, Ben. Well, that was my note. I, I highly oh. would encourage people to be sharing the reviews on stories. Save those as highlights. Mm -hmm. um, you could even make uh, carousels uh, with those, but like, you know, you use them frequently. You can use them in a price guide, uh, mm -hmm. uh, on PDFs, hidden pages of your website, sprinkle them throughout the whole place. 
Um, and to your point then though, Rachel, this is where most people stop, right? Like we get yep. the review, yep. maybe we get the review. If we yes. do, um, you know, sometimes we don't even get it on the website. We just leave it there, mm -hmm. you know, on Google or wedding wire or whatever, and just hope people see it. Um, but at least get them on your site. And, and this is again, kind of like a, a bare level. Um, and so we're going to talk about kind of, um, taking these reviews and kind of, uh, supercharging them into case studies. Yes. Can you, can you explain what you mean by case study? Yeah. So if you go to any kind of like, I guess, B2B, right, Ben, like a B2B business, mm -hmm. um, like think of like a software company, um, you're going to see case study somewhere on the website. And it is exactly what Ben says. It's a supercharged review. It's a supercharged testimonial because it's not just talking about the client's experience with you. It's talking about the wins that they had. Now in B2B, you're going to see, oh, I sold X number more, um, of my service or of my product because of the software, you know, that kind of thing. You're going to see actual numbers. That's not something you can really highlight. You can't quantify happiness with your experience. But if you, the reason I'm using this example is because I want you to go look at some, I want you to go read some and kind of see the vibe of what they are. Everybody's format is different and everybody highlights different aspects of the project. But that's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your sessions or your weddings or whatever you do as a project. And I want you to pick out your favorite ones and your happiest clients. And then I'm going to talk through about how you can create a case study out of that experience. Because all you need from them is a review to create a case study. You can stalk my website. I have case studies on my blog. Um, I think you can do this in place of just blogging a wedding because everybody runs out of things to say and they don't know what to say about weddings. You could make it into a case study instead. So rather than just saying, oh my gosh, I loved this day. Um, we did X, Y, and Z. Here's the photos. I feel like that's what most photographers do for blogs. You could talk about why the person came to you. You could talk about why that family or couple, how they found you, what they were looking for, what their desire were was and then you can talk about your goal going into their session or their wedding day you can talk about how you changed your attitude because of who they were because what this does is it shows potential clients how you take everybody as themselves and who they are and how you are not approaching every session as yourself but you're taking into account the people that you're working with it personalizes everything that you do sorry ben you look like you want to jump in you're great i wanted to okay. just kind of wrap this in a bow a bit a case study is where you document your process yeah. from beginning all the way to the end of how you solved their unique problem mm -hmm. and you're just documenting that process um and this is what allows you to separate yourself in a very meaningful way from everyone else. If you're mm -hmm. a photographer listening to this right now and you're like, well, my images are pretty, but so are somebody else's images are pretty. I'm fun to talk to you, but so is every other photographer. They're fun to talk to you. My website's pretty, but other websites are pretty too. A case study really allows you to separate yourself by emphasizing your entire process from beginning all the way to the end of how you solve problems, continually how you solve problems, and then you the, the end result that you deliver to the client based on the unique experience that you gave them. Right. And so rather than just hearing the client's review solely, you're getting to pull back the curtain and use that client as a case study, as a like as a, an example, as an example where you pull back the curtain. 
and you mm-hmm. let people in on your thought process, what happened, right. the meetups, you know, everything that, that took place. Yeah. And you think about like, if you have an experience page or a process section on your website, you're just telling people what you do. This is showing people what you do. Mm -hmm. This is saying, Hey, all that stuff I said about Mm -hmm. how I operate and my systems and processes, here's how it played out with this specific client. And it helps people begin to envision how you might treat them if they were one of your clients. It helps people see that you have a specific and individualized connection with everybody that you work with. And I think that's so important. Our case studies on our website are probably the number one piece of conversion that we have because people go and they can see themselves in what we're saying. So you can pick a word or an idea that you're trying to capture based on that client's desire. Something else you could do, you could even, if the client is comfortable, screenshot their inquiry and say, this was the most important thing to them when they came to me. Mm -hmm. And here is how I made sure that I solved that problem, that I got the most important thing to them. And case studies are long. You want them to be long. um, First of all, for SEO purposes, if it's on your blog, but second of all, because you really want to show people how you walked through every piece of your process with someone. Um, and then there's a reason you're showing your photos rather than in a normal blog post, just saying beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. This was really fun. Now look at my photos. It's more than just a gallery. Then it is proving that you were paying attention to your client and what they wanted. Yes. And then you show images of what the client wanted, because at the end of the day, people just want to know that you're going to do what they want, not just what you're after as a professional. And so an example of this may be like, uh, you know, maybe you start getting the habit of, of screen capping Zoom meetups. I used to mm-hmm. take pictures with my clients after, after <laughs> we meet up for our consultations. Um, but you could share a photograph of that and like what you learned about the client and their session that they wanted and then what was most important to them. And then again, share, share a couple of the images then as results that you got based on that session that you have, you could, you could share just almost like a, like a diary, like a blog, mm-hmm. uh, a bit of like how, like what you were thinking about, even when you showed up at the session, maybe some yep. of the unique things that you did, uh, certain lenses maybe that you use that you normally don't use in order to create certain images for the client based on the things that they, they valued. Um, I, I, I love also this angle, Rachel, that you shared with me is sharing like a case study is also about sharing what you what you learned and the mm-hmm. problems that you had to overcome. So like not yeah. everything's gravy in a case study, like a case is like, and then this happened. It rained on the day. It rained at the mm-hmm. session. And so this is how we solve this problem. This is what I learned for the next one. As you're continuing to showcase images of mm-hmm. you just um, delivering and delivering and delivering. And if it's in your brand voice, you can make it really cute and fun. You could be like best moment, worst moment, funniest moment, most awkward moment. Like you can really dig into what happened and you're not going to do this for every single session that you photograph. Mm -hmm. They take time. Uh, My case studies are old and it, it takes a special amount of effort, but here's the thing. If you highlight them on your website, it's just proof. All testimonials are, are proof that other people love working with you and case studies are like supercharged proof because you are proving your point in everything that you did. And then at the end, I would still include the testimonial. You can say what I loved working about this project, what they, or what I loved about working with these people, what these people loved about working with me. And then you put their words because that's all we're doing is we're saying like, this is why they loved it. This is everything that we did together to create such an incredible experience. And then, you know, one of the things that you can do to go above and beyond 
is uh, bring this together in a video. The video could just yeah. be uh, the client answering a few of the questions, or it could be a, a, like a video interview with like you hopping on with them over mm -hmm. Zoom and just asking them some of these questions. Hey, remember when we first met up, you know, you guys are really concerned about uh, just the timeline of the day and, and whether or not you're gonna have enough time for creative sessions. And and so like, can we go back and talk through like how we solve that and, and mm -hmm. actually like discuss this with the client drop those videos in there as well. Uh, that's a great way as well to summarize uh, kind of everything right. for a case study. Um, or even just them, like you send them a list of questions and say, hey, can you answer one in a 60 second clip? Yeah. Like just to see somebody's real face and real mouth talking about why they loved you. That's so much more convincing than just reading a review. And then the person knows, oh my gosh, that client loved them so much that they took time to make a video about them. Yes. Case studies are about quality over quantity. You don't need, mm -hmm. like, I, I know on Google, it's like, I, I got a hundred five-star reviews. We, that's mm -hmm. good. That is good. We like that. We like to see that. Um, and let's get like three solid case studies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that you take the time to really build out. So um, there's some homework for you guys to do, uh, mm -hmm. podcast listeners. So go back through it. And listen, this could be a past clients. I want you to think back on like some of your favorite experiences that you had, some of your favorite clients and, and to consider how could I, how could I transform this into a case study? It's totally appropriate to go back to a past client that had a great experience yes. and say, Hey, I'm, I'm updating my website. I'd like to make a case study, um, from the day of just sharing everything, um, mm -hmm. you know, that we did to, you know, deliver the experience that we did for you. And I wanted to see if you'd be willing to answer these few questions yeah. or something. And also think about clients who you would like to have more of mm. like the best people to use for your case studies are people that you want to hire you again. So you want to highlight why those kinds of people like working with you so you can get more kinds of people like them hiring you. Love it. Love it. All right. Mastermind chat. Thank you for hanging out. Podcast listeners. Appreciate you being here. Always tuning in. Uh, Rachel, uh, thanks for presenting this idea. Um, Rachel's been, been um, uh, doing the case study thing for a while and, uh, and I, I just love the application. Um, and it works. Yes, it really does. And if you're thinking to yourself, no, nobody else does cases. They all just share reviews. Ding, ding, ding. So That's the point. <laughs> it's like, yes, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta switch it up again. This is about separating yourself from everybody else. Uh, until next week, keep showing up. And be kind to yourself.